big movie on YouTube. Michael Spiegelman, let's watch the big movie on YouTube. Well, Michael Spiegelman. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Michael Spiegelman and Carl. Carl, hi, how are you, man? All right, good, good. Out here on the right coast. Oh, are you on the right coast? <laughs> pompous Not asshole. Not politically, but yes. You pompous asshole. Listen, you got to be more mellow like us left coasters, okay? Mm-hmm. Speaking of... I'm talking map-wise. <laughs> let's give a shout out to everyone who's listening uh, we have Paul Brumbaugh here from the previous Mutiny Radio show The Edge of Insanity you can follow his podcast Paul good day hey what's happening now you're talking about me I'm hot on the mic but it's good to see you guys or hear you Good. what's, what's happening Carl nothing it's just really really rare we've got hot mics right it's yeah. usually a problem yeah. that's great that's good that's Carl. good like they like they replaced the equipment or something that's awesome like they fucked up the equipment or something Carl what's the movie today <laughs> today we are watching Concord uh, okay the one I wanted to watch it's the Concord plane full movie 79 action disaster but it's Concord 79 it's an airport movie the fourth installment of the airport series and which channel is series. hosting it uh, Zitar Gini okay. E.I channel so it's yeah. right. A-R yeah you see it or yeah we got it we're all set so what we're going to do and we ask you to do this as well go click the link hit pause immediately make sure you're on zero zero and when the countdown king himself the master of the descending numerals let's get ready to Brumbaugh Paul Brumbaugh gives the countdown he'll tell you when to go Click play and listen to us and watch the movie at the same time. You ready uh, there, Paul? Absolutely. I'm all buffered all up. All right, here we go, guys. You know the drill. Put your finger over that triangle and do it in three, two, one, go. And we're off. And we're off to the races. Yeah, how do they shoot that universal thing? Right, by satellite. Oh, yeah, they had Superman do it? Yeah, they did it. All right, so this is very exciting. This is the fourth sequel. He wore a hero cam. Yeah, right. <laughs> he, had a, he had a GoPro. Yeah, GoPro, GoPro hero. <laughs> uh, look at that. That's our hero, the oh, Concord. Airport the 70. Concord, yeah. Carl, why is it called Airport 79? Oh, Ali de Lone. Actually, you know, let's talk after we see the cast of characters. Susan okay. Blakely. Well, it's so many. Robert Wagner, but uh, these are no. all Hollywood stars. He, these are all wanted people right now. He is not wanted. He never killed Natalie Wood. He was a person of interest. <laughs> it was Harvey Keitel, he's Sylvia a, Keitel. He's a person Eddie of interest. Eddie Albert, guest starring. Guest starring on a movie. But, uh, Bib Anderson. Bibi. Bibi. She must be cute. Charo. Yeah. Yeah. Coochie, coochie. Really? Mm-hmm. John Davison from That's Incredible? Uh, yeah. And from Hollywood Squares. Andrea McDonald, we don't know. Martha Ray. Martha Ray. This is her last movie, by the way. Uh, Big mouth. Good old Cicely Cicely Tyson. Jimmy Jimmy J.J. J.J. Walker. Walker. The credit does not say J.J. David Warner from uh, uh, The Man from Uncle. Warner Brothers. Mercedes. Civil Danning. Ivory Shriver as as a comic relief. Robin Guma. Now we just have like people who are not as. This random. Oh, George Kennedy. There he is as Petroni. Which he's yep. it's kinda like pepperoni but different. No, it's the Petroni slice. Okay. You know, he he's his character has been in all four of these movies where a That's plane right. crashes and you, you figure how the fuck does it keep working? 
Right. Well, the thing is, he was a baggage handler earlier. Now he's graduated to pilot, and he claims he has a 20-year career. So they're kind of breaking the illusion here. Now, Arthur Huxley wrote the paperback novel Airport, and that became super popular movie. Yes. And then they had a sequel called Airport 75, which came out right 1975. And then, oddly enough, the next movie was called Airport 77. Like, why date your movie? It's so weird. It is weird. And this one, as you've noted, is Airport 79, but not everywhere, right? Some places it's Airport 80. Oh. Okay, so they're just trying to rep whatever year's going on. Like, right now it's 79. That's when the Concord was big, right? That yeah. was like when yeah. it debuted. Yeah. So, of course, they're going to use the Concord, right? Well, it came out early. I, I, there's a great national a popular mechanics article regarding the Concord that came out this week. And they said that in 1973, it, it, it had its yep. uh, debut. And so, by 79, it was definitely in its peak. And, and so, okay, when the Concorde leaves New York and goes to Europe, isn't it something like only like three, three hours? hours? Yeah. yeah three and a regular hours. plane's like six or something? Well, if I go see Twice Carl in New Jersey, it takes me like six hours. What's that? Twice the speed of sound this thing goes at. And twice as sweet as sugar. But once you get hooked, it's nobody's fault. Free bass. <laughs> Sorry. Dude, dude, I love that song, White Lines. Well, anyway, back to the movie. I don't really want to watch this movie at all. Well, okay. This <laughs> and it, well, it's going to fill this entire show, so it should just be fine. Uh-oh. They're in, in one of those little close corners. Was, uh, Pope like John Paul the... The what? Pope John Paul's plane in 89. Pope, Pope John Paul II, yeah. So wait, in 89, the Pope had a Concorde? For, like... Okay, I'm touring Latin America. Like, one of his legs, right? Of oh, yeah. Of he goes and sees people. Yeah. He wanted to come it home. It kind of doesn't make sense because you're only allowed to fly it over the oceans because of the... Okay, look, you see it's Lincoln yeah, Memorial? Lincoln Memorial. A balloon could never fly there. That would not be legal. Even for a movie? It's yeah, the there's, no, there's nothing supposed to be going over that airspace in Washington, right? That's right, that's right. Oh, come on, it's just an innocent hot air balloon. It's just, yeah. <laughs> a lot of people were against the Concorde. Okay, a lot yeah. of protesters. Yeah, we'll and do that's it. what we're going to see here, our first protest. Ooh, wow, they acknowledge it. That's pretty good to show warts and all of the Concord, especially when your fucking yeah. movie's named after it. Yeah, I know that uh, the Popular Mechanics was saying that it like consumed like 3,000 gallons of fuel just to do a flight. Yeah, that's why the prices wow. were so high, and in the end it just wasn't cost-effective. And I think it was 2003 they had the crash that sunk the company, Yeah, but... They, they kind of wanted that. Well, that crash, like, they never left the, the tarmac. It just blew up or whatever and killed everyone in the plane. Yeah. There was a part of the a plane that took off, stayed on the runway, and they sh- it shredded their tire. Yikes. Who made the Concorde? Was it Boeing? It was a French uh, aviation company. Okay. Boeing, Boeing was their competitor, for or sure. Or Lockheed or somebody. Okay, cool. No, it was Aero, Aerospace. Because it kind of looks like that 787 Air Max bus with a with a nose that's been hit, like you know, it was in a like one of those Rocky films. Like, yo, Adrian, yo, uh, kind of took a run on the nose. Yeah, right. The final scene. <laughs> that was a method by which they they stayed slow, actually. With the tilted nose. Oh, wait. We have a news breaking news, news flash. Was in route from Paris. The airplane was recently purchased by Federation World Airlines, making it America's first supersonic commercial carrier. 
A spokesman for the airline said that today's incident would not change their plans to make a pre-Olympic goodwill flight to Moscow. It's reporting on, on the, the balloon. And then we're going to hear the In voice news, of Harry Shearer, who you love from The Simpsons, right. reporting on the next Science plot point of the story. Okay, so I would love to hear Harry Shearer's voice. I'm Harry Shearer, uh, the show. Uh, since 1974, Harrison Industries it's has been so sure. Force, the buzzard attack drone, <laughs> so the newest weapon in the United States arsenal. You've heard that voice on uh, Simpsons. A radio-controlled unmanned target plane is being sent out over He's the ocean. He's uncredited in the credits, by the way. Well, as long as he gets paid. I mean, we, we're acknowledging him right now after uh, 40, 40 years <laughs> from now. Enjoy yeah, the movie, mention, guys. mentioned Spinal Tap. He hates that that's his big credit. What, the Spinal Tap's his big credit? I'm more than Spinal Tap. And he is. He so is. He, he's an interesting character, and I have to say he's done so much for American comedy, besides being very funny. Uh, he's produced a lot of great things. My brother and I yeah, love a... on Saturday Night Live. Yeah, he was on twice. He was on the fifth season, which no one remembers. And then uh, he was on during the 80s, which everyone remembers. Yeah. 79 to 80. So right now, it's kind of his... Okay. So what we're seeing is they're reporting on this, like, heat-seeking missile thing from uh, this fictional company. And that's going to play into our plot later. Are they evil? They are not evil, but Robert Wagner sure is shit. Is. Oh, here's Wagner. I there did. he is. He's going to be honored. Space technology. Dr. Harrison, 43, chairman of the conglomerate Harrison Industries. Now, this is two years be before Natalie Wood died, right? That sounds right. Now, the newscaster is this character's girlfriend. We'll see that very shortly. She's Robert Wagner's girlfriend? In the movie. Since she put a full disclosure, we're interviewing my boyfriend. Nope, she did not do a disclosure and she won't. Oh, well, your information sounds accurate, boyfriend. Oh, here's John Davison. Yay! The epitome of grace, Alisa Rogov, was the all-round woman... That's John Tess playing piano behind him. ...in Munich and Montreal. <laughs> and we will find She'll out if this gymnast we're watching right now is his girlfriend. Is John Davison's girlfriend? In the movie. Oh, right. Weird. Yeah. This is the most unethical news uh, <laughs> network since Fox News. They should, they should have disclaimers saying, listen, we might be biased <laughs> because they're our boyfriend-girlfriend. Look at John Davison. He's the epitome of cool. That hair helmet, perfectly coiffed. Yup. The collar but he point. Absolutely normal to people back then. He looked absolutely normal to people for a long time. That's mm-hmm. you know, like he's just casually wearing a blazer and he has a head that's like the helmet hair. Like nothing of it is now, casual. This is a woman named Andrea Markovici, who we probably don't know but should. She did a lot of, um, uh, she played Ophelia against Sam Watterson. In uh, Hamlet? Hamlet. Well, it was in, um, yeah, in Hamlet. Yeah. And oh, I don't you. know, she was in this movie called, a musical called Chaplin, and she portrayed all of Chaplin's wives. Wow, um, which are like 13 years old. Do you know that, right? Charlie Chaplin, his his wives were like twelve or thirteen. Oh, I didn't know that. That's so, I didn't like that. I think he's a very funny man. It's too bad I'm learning that. <laughs> his son, Charlie Chaplin Jr., is in one of his later talking movies. 
I think it was mm-hmm. like, and uh, that poor kid. I mean, he was directed by his father. I, I think it was like a king in New York or something like that. And his son had to like carry wow. the movie. Oh, look at that! They're kissing. And it's with they obviously show tongues now. Okay, here comes the bad guy gymnast coach. Oh. And she was a radio star in the '30s, Orson Welles. Said she she was the best, you know, radio voice in, you know, alive. Is that, that that's alive. not Martha Ray, is it? No, no. All right. Martha Ray hardly does anything in this film, but go to the bathroom. You'll see. Martha Ray wasn't she in like a uh, Sid and Marty Croft TV shows? Like, didn't she play like Witchy Poo or some shit like that? Like, I, I know did, her from something else. I did else. not find that. I found her in a bunch of old, old films, and it was always comedic because she had a huge mouth. Yes. And she, her nickname was Big Mouth, and she used it in Polydent commercials. Yeah. Look at John Davidson. He completely stripped off. Like he was now, wearing a blazer. The girl pulled John Davidson into the pool, right? right? And just like in every movie, he went, ha, 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 that's so funny. But every time you do that in real life, someone goes, you jerk. Uh, yeah. No, I, I know from experience. I did that to a cousin of mine uh, 30 years ago, and it was not fun. It, it wasn't as humorous as it is in the movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they're not always okay with it. No, I don't think I still hear about it. If I even talk to her, I don't even know. <laughs> You're all wet. It might have been like 35 years ago. Here we are, Concord 79. And you know, I should mention there's a f- another movie, Italian movie, called like Concord Airplane 79 as well. Yeah, and it came out the same time. So weird. And it was like um, like a, a thriller. And uh, it did well on like this movie. I tried to find it on uh, the YouTube. Oh, there's George Kennedy. And yeah. uh, it, they had the soundtrack, which is pretty kick-ass, but I couldn't find the actual movie because I would have done that for the next week. Dodge the bullet, Carl. <laughs> no, it'd been fine. You would have been fine to watch Airport seventy nine and then follow it up with the Italian movie Airport seventy nine or whatever. Concord seventy nine. I mean I guess you wouldn't have been fine. I yeah. It, yeah, whatever you want. <laughs> George Kennedy is an Oscar winner. Yeah, there was a great he's in this film. There's a great joke in The Simpsons where they land in the airport in uh, Los Angeles, and the airport is called George Kennedy Airport. Oh, <laughs> that makes that's a nice callback. He was also in Air, Airplane, the movie, as a callback. Oh, really? Oh, so, no, no, he wasn't. No, he wasn't. He, he was, was in Naked Gun. Up in the air with with Clooney as a callback. That's right. Yeah, up in the air where he's like some executive saying, "Yo, don't go on that line because that line, that guy's mm-hmm. going to be talking about the war. You should go on this line." Yeah, that's an interesting film. The woman we're seeing on the ground, ground was the sophomore porn star of a man, of um, Lady Chatterley's lover. She's Emmanuel. Right. That's yeah. what I was, the, what I was yeah. trying to think of. Was Cynthia Danning? No. Cin- no. Um, yeah, Sybil. Sybil. Sybil Danning. Sybil Danning, yeah. Emmanuel. Uh, no, no. 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 There is... There is our reporter girlfriend, okay? All right. And a guy's about to come through the door saying, I have information that says your boyfriend is selling weapons to the bad guys. Check balance? I've got all the, yeah. He's a criminal and he makes money off of weapon sales and he sells them to the bad guys. Hans Gruber. 
<laughs> yeah, like a Hans Gruber. Yeah. Come on in. And yeah, come on in. <laughs> His name's uh, Malcolm McGlan, and he was—he's a whistleblower. Uh, he was in Deliverance, Falcon of the Snowman, Wow, Fried Green Tomatoes, Falling uh, Down. I've seen all. I think I've seen him. Cheers, Starsky and Hutch, Kojak, Lou Grant, Three's Company. I mean, he's—he was in Roots. He. Oh yeah. But this is his only bit. Um, uh, I probably know him from like Three's Company. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cheers. Now he's ta- saying it now, and she does not believe it. This is Susan Blakesley. 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 Yeah. Oh, by the way, the Emmanuel woman was Sylvia Christel. Thank you, And the Carl. woman you thought she is is also in this mo- movie. Oh, cool. Yeah, that's because I saw in the credit. I, I've seen, uh, I don't think I've seen the original Emmanuel, but I've seen many of the sequels. They would show them on Showtime. Mm-hmm. Oh, he got shot. Shot yep. in the heart. And With he's to blame. Wow. Just walk Was right. he shot through the heart? Yeah, and he's to blame. Oh, that gives love a bad name. So phone off the hook. Phone off You're the not hook. Calling the cops. So let me get this straight. She's in her bathrobe. There's a knock on the door. She lets this guy in. He says, "There's a crook. He's going to kill us." And then the crook comes in and kills nope, him. Nope. Nope. He says, "I'm a whistleblower. They know I'm blowing the whistle. I gave the documents to my wife to give to you tomorrow because I got to get out of town because they're hunting me down." And then, boom, he's shot. And now he's after her. So he's not in the sequel, Concord Airport, 81. Right. He's not in Airport 81. Well, there's a small funeral scene. Oh, man. Yeah, it's so funny. Because we should also say that Airplane, which, you know, parody the disaster films, which this is one of them, and this takes place on a plane. It's actually based on yep. a movie called Zero Hour. They bought the the screen rights to the, the, oh. this. It's a movie where... Uh, plane's going to crash because everyone ate uh, bad food on the airplane. So you that, could, yeah, did you have the fish? Yeah, the fish. <laughs> so you could uh, you could watch Zero Hour and Airplane back to back and see what's what they kept from the plot and what they you know rocked. Right. So it was a very respectful parody because they paid the movie that they're parodying. They said, "Yeah, we're ripping you off." I mean, you see a movie like Date Movie or. Uh, or whatever the right, the, it's just a genre. Yeah, like I love Marlon Williams, and I have seen Fifty Shades of Black, but Fifty Shades of Black is basically scene by scene of Fifty Shades of Grey with a couple jokes thrown in. You know, it's not like they didn't pay for the screenplay; they just said this is an all-purpose parody. So it's interesting right. that Airplane, the the Godfather of these movies, actually paid the movie they were parodying for their screenwrite. Respect. Screen... Respect. That's what we're saying. Okay, look, he could shoot her through the glass above but he doesn't does he see her like yeah is he well, he's he just... totally saw her he goes out onto the roof he goes to pull her down and shoot her some passing by lady gets scared and rings the like fire alarm because it's all she's got and then the guy runs away but he could have done his job because now it's a loose end robert wagner do not like loose ends now george kennedy as an airport pilot is going into his terrestrial home no, it's his, it's the hotel where he'll fly out of, and he's going to say hello to his co-pilot right now. Hello, co-pilot. Yeah, okay. With his cigar. I just want to make sure that you're having a good night, too. Roger that. Well, they're going to meet for the first time, and he's like, oh. I, am, I am busy, monsieur. You know who that actor is, right? I can't pronounce his name for shit. 
but he's yeah, a yeah, he's a famous French actor. Yeah, he was in a bunch of like famous movies. <laughs> yeah, and he didn't get any respect in America. And that this movie was his first and last attempt to break into our market. Yeah, well, he picked the wrong movie, but he is not wearing a shirt. Here it is. I want to say it's Alan Dellen. Okay. It's not. It's like Alain. I think people will know who we're talking about, though. Robert Wagner is now getting the lowdown, and he's pretending like, my goodness, somebody's trying to set me up. Now look Uh, where they are again. Lincoln Memorial. They came here and filmed one day. (laughs) I just kept a lot of footage. Okay, bring on the hot air balloon. Okay, bring on Robert Wagner. Uh, yeah. All right, bring on the the protesters, and that's a wrap. Now this Alan Delon, yeah, got to America to do the movie, and he was pissed off because the director's trailer was bigger than his. So the director gave up his trailer, said, "Okay, Frenchie, here you go. You want the bigger trailer? You're, the, I'm the bigger man. Go ahead." So <laughs> that's that's right. But doesn't that mean, hey, Carl. I'm sorry, Carl. Hi, I was like talking on the wrong mic. Doesn't that mean like uh, this is a fourth airport movie? They've been bigger stars than him. Like, do you think he was the shittiest? Like, well, I think it comes from his reputation. I mean, he was a big screen sex symbol from the '60s. Yeah. And he wanted to crack the U.S. market, and they were just not having any of it. So. So he said. I want, at least give me a big trailer. I don't know. He was just grouchy. He thought he was going to be a big hit. And he was like, my trailer. Look at me. <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> now, Susan Blake, Blakey is falling for it. Of course you're not. You know, she, he's like, did he have any documents? And she's like, well, no. He, she said, he said that the wife. She goes, see? And she was storing her faith and her boyfriend. What's with You're that bandana? Great. I don't know why. That bandana over her head, man. That's like, she must have like slept on the carpet or something. Oh, slept well, on the um, curtains. It's, she's Muslim. She's not. She, hey, even Muslims are like, get yourself something better. <laughs> don't wear that. Yeah, don't you have one of those red checker towels? <laughs> That's what she did. She was in the kitchen, and there was a spill on the table, and she had to lift the hot dish out of the oven, and then she had to yeah. leave the house. So she says, "Shit, I'll just use this rag for all three I see my East Coast ignorance is influencing you. <laughs> <laughs> the left coast. Where, <clears throat> okay, this guy on the right is uh, some big deal too. But the thing is, man, I had like twenty-two people to research. I didn't get oh, right. Them. Absolutely. All-star okay, affairs. So the, they're saying job. right now, when is the uh, plane, that, that, that drone, you know, that shoots down planes scheduled to launch? And she, he goes like 6.30. And he goes an hour from now. But the sun is up. It doesn't make sense. But anyway, Robert Wagner's ordering him to divert that, that flight from the test, you know, plane that we're going to blow up and blow up the Concorde. Because otherwise, they'll expose our weapons dealings. And this guy, who's part of it, is like all on board. He goes, no problem. Sure. We'll just re... Yeah. We'll just blow no up We'll just wiser. blow up a SST. No problem. Yeah. Yeah. And also, uh, like, later on, when they look back, what happened? How did it get diverted? They're not going to find out that they, you know, somebody... Somebody planned this. That's right? their big plot. 
and it's huh. our disaster number one. They're going to get shot out of the sky. I love when they have it in the car and there's a blue screen, like a green screen behind them and showing traffic. It looks like a better movie is being played behind them. <laughs> but doesn't that look like Washington right I around guess. where, you, you know, know I the have, Washington Monument and the Lincoln I have Memorial. some good friends. It looks like those streets. Good friends live in Washington, Washington, D.C., like proper. And one of the reasons why they live there is that they were able to get an apartment like 25 years ago. I don't think it's possible to live in that city. I think it's one of those cities where you just, it's too rich to just dive in. It's too right. expensive. You have to be rich or from before. Yeah. Yeah. Like everywhere. Okay, so now Kennedy's going to board. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. I'm just complaining about the price of rent. It's too damn high. <laughs> Well, you know, in 89, 88, I was able to live in Manhattan. I couldn't do that today. I mean, yeah. the same place I lived at would be, you know, 10 times the rent. Seriously. We, we discussed about it in last week's episode with Liquid Sky. And I should mention, Carl, that whole episode did air. Because we, we, we got to 4 o'clock, 7 o'clock, right on the nose. And people yeah, heard the ending. Yeah. I am going to announce a movie at the end of this show. Not to say that we can't enjoy this movie right now, but there's no trailer to it. So I'll just tell you what it is at the end. Okay. And we'll go our merry way. Right. Now, Kennedy was um, in McHale's Navy, right? Yeah. He was in Shenandoah, that awful musical, which people love. Uh, yeah, Shenandoah, right. He was I think- in everything. Well, yeah, he has. he's actually in one of my favorite bad movies, Bolero. Mm-hmm. Where uh-huh, he was, yeah. yeah, he drove Boderic everywhere in Europe. He was in Earthquake, another bad film. But he was in the Naked Gun films, and he was on, well, I used to love the original Dallas show when I was a little kid. Yeah. He was in Thunderbolt and Lightfoot with Jeff Bridges. With I Jeff Bridges, and uh, who else was in that? Was Jeff Bridges in Clint Eastwood? No. It was someone else. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, no, you're right. Yeah, I love that movie. That's a good Clint Eastwood movie. Can you believe it? Can you imagine? Yeah, remember when the... Listen, you're wrong about Clint Eastwood. Remember where the money was in the end? I, I don't okay, remember this it. Guy, this guy's face you might know. Yeah, uh, it's, it's Avery Shriver. Shriver and right. Burns. Shriver and Burns. So I'm going to listen to a little of him because he's it just... isn't funny, but... He was in Chatterbox. Uh, yes. Chatterbox. I don't remember that. I would have remembered that. But you remember him in every single commercial during the 1970s, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, he was like, I don't know if he did Pepmo, uh, Alka-Seltzer, Spicy Meatball, but he was on a lot oh, of commercials. Oh, maybe I do know that. Um, you would like him because he was in Cannonball 2, Cannonball Run 2. Yeah, no, I do like him because of that. He was in Cannonball Run 2. <laughs> Cannon- so he has a daughter who's deaf, and he's endearing. He's a Russian coach. And they're getting on the plane to go to Moscow for the Olympics. Let's talk about that, Carl. So the plot of this movie that came out in 1979 is that the Olympics is happening in 1980. Mm-hmm. And this is 1980. And all the Russian athletes can't wait to perform. But what actually happened in real life? Well, in real life, the Russians invaded Afghanistan. And Jimmy Carter said, oh, my goodness, this will not stand. That's but the best of, Carter impression I've heard. <laughs> he decided that we're boycotting the Olympics, and no, we were not a part of 1980 Olympics. So the Ameri- Russia played in the 80s Olympics, but America athletes did not. That's right. Stayed home. 
And how does this affect the movie? Does the movie look even more the ridiculous? The way wrong. The movie's in a hypothetical future that never came about. <laughs> Man. <laughs> and I, I okay, was, yeah. here comes Lady Chatterley's lover. Emmanuel. And, right. Oh, you pilots are such men. And now we're going to have a very sexist compliment. Let's hear it. We okay. have very sexist. Here we go. Wait a minute. That perfume oh, we missed smells it. awfully we missed familiar. It. Okay, so she goes, every, everyone takes their coffee black, and she goes, you pilots are such men. And he goes, they don't call it the cockpit for nothing, honey. <laughs> Seriously. Oh, I, hang on a second. I got to cross that joke off my list today. We we missed it. Hey, Carl, I, I want to do a feature. And actually, uh, I want to talk to you off the air about possibly doing this as a, as a podcast. But I want to do a feature called Carl Gets Jokes, where I tell you a couple of jokes. <laughs> and I get them. Well, yeah. You know the I phrase. get your jokes. You know the phrase like, Mike got jokes, Carl got jokes. When you say something yeah. and they go, oh, Mike got jokes, Carl got jokes. So... I will give you the joke. So Carl gets jokes. I'll think of a better oh, title. Oh, that's good. Yeah. I, I, I guess know I'm I, planning to do a set of only yours. I haven't pulled that What if, yet. look, I have some airs time available uh, and I'm doing here on Muni Radio, not to change the subject. Why don't we record like a half dozen, like three minute podcasts and then we could just try to see what we could do with it on our own. That sounds fine. All right. Okay. Sounds good. That'll be May 4th, 8 p.m. Eastern Pacific uh, West Coast time. Uh, okay, but, uh, May 4. Oh, no, I might have to work Scotty's that night. Okay, well, what I have... What time did you say? 11 p.m. your time. Um, okay, that'll be fine. Scotty's will be over. Well, I'll look forward to it. I also have the following week, the 11th, so... Okay. We could do the 11th. Now, look, there's the widow of the guy who got shot. Yeah. Delivering the document. And Wagner goes, saw it. Have a good flight. And now she's like, you're a murderer! Oh. You're a fucking murderer. Embarrassing everybody. This is back when you could yell murderer at the airport and no one does shit. Well, <laughs> Pre-9-11. Quite seriously, if she didn't have a flight, she couldn't have gotten right up to the plane like she did. Oh, right, because she was in a wheelchair. She had a, uh, she was first call. No, because she didn't have a flight. She's just giving these documents. She, she's checked. You know, uh, if you don't have a flight today, you can't get past security, right? Right. You can't go to the hangar. Right. But back in the day, a boyfriend could see his girlfriend off at the, look, that's what Robert Wagner has done. And he's watching her. Yes. Seeing his signature on all the illegal arms. Not only is he a bad man, he has terrific vision. (laughs) Angola, bad guys. Confidential. And Harrison of Harrison Industries. What the? Ooh, this is sinister. And wow. he already knew that she was going to get shot out of the sky. She's, he's fine with this. Uh, he's, a, he's a bad man. Why did Mr. and Mrs. Hart even hire the guy? Well, he's like the boss. He's like the head of it. Oh. You remember? He does the hiring. Wasn't he on Heart to Heart? No, that's someone else. Yeah, uh, that's John Davidson. No, no. Oh, no, no. That You're right. It is, he was on Heart to Heart. I think that might be how he came to fame. Well, he was famous um, in the 60s, too. Uh, it takes a feat. Switch, heart to heart. He, two da, and a half na, men. Na. He was number two in Austin Powers. Yeah, that's right. He was number two. Until he fucking Mike Myers like threw in like young number two, Rob yeah, Lowe. Rob Lowe. 
listen, right now we're missing the doctor. He, we're not going to see him course, again, and he's got a little fame. Um, there's Cecily Tyson. Oh, right on. Where is this doctor? Uh, Nicholas Hi. Carter. Uh, he he did, he's my Star Trek one of my Star Trek conventions. He was in Bu- connections. He was in Buck Rogers in Twenty Fifth Century. He was in Stir Crazy as the Warden. You know, I was in Buck Rogers in the Twenty First Century. With oh, really? A, yeah, I played is, I played Twinkie the Robot. That bitty bitty bitty. That was me. And that then, was you, Buck. Go yeah. to hell, Buck. <laughs> <laughs> well, they had to redub it with Mel Blanks because I kept saying, fuck you. Or, You're <laughs> now, pretty, the Aaron. gone, but I wanted to bring up that he was in Just You and Me, Kid, which we did. Which we did see. Oh, God. This uh, is Green Acres is the place to be. Eddie Albert, President Eddie Albert from the movie Dreamscapes. He played like a yeah, Ronald Reagan see. president. Yeah, and now he's playing the president of the airplane company. Is he French? So he's like a lovable idiot. No, he's very American. <laughs> and he's he's on the flight. Mm-hmm. Ooh, bad flight. Now the guy in the back there, right now he's telling a very sexist story about how Eddie Albert always gets tail. <laughs> Go ahead, listen if you want. All right, let's listen to. Sit down for a week. <laughs> <laughs> missed it again. I was going to sit down for a week. You missed it again. He, um, somebody, he used to be a stunt pilot, and, you know, there's that wing walker person. And so, like, he banged <laughs> the wing walker on the plane. And he, here's Martha Ray, and okay. it's her whole shtick that she's uh, got to go pee. Could you wait until we take off, please? I have this bladder condition, and uh, when I'm nervous, I... You know, when they aired this movie, everybody laughed their ass off. And so they decided to, seriously now, to change the marketing and make it a comedy. Never a good sign. You know, we uh, we watched a movie called America 3000, which was pretty uh, po-faced yeah. as it could get. But uh, when we played the trailer, they did it as a comedy. In the past, it's the future. Bonk yeah. in America. What the... Uh, it's, yeah, well, it's the room situation again, where it comes off as a comedy, and that's what they attended. If you're if you're laughing, yeah, they just want to sell tickets and get you in the theater. Because when you go in there, you'll be like, "This is the lamest comedy ever. It's not funny. <laughs> it's just bad." Oh, hey, there's, there's JJ Walker, and he brought a saxophone Sorry, on plane. Yeah, that's his uh, whole shtick. He's a jazz sax guy. And so is the woman next to her. She's a jazz singer. They're going to Russia to be in, like, a jazz festival. Sir, no sax on the plane. That's right. No sax before takeoff. they're very attached to his sax. They even sleep together. And he goes, everybody's doing it. (laughs) Nothing wrong with consensual sax. (laughs) Consensual sax. Yeah, I'm, I'm, my brain is going 100 miles per hour trying to think of a joke. <laughs> it's going to sonic boom. Uh, yeah. Oh, wait, here we go. So here it is, the money shot. Now, what, the, the, the Concorde like, does a huge sonic boom when it takes off, right? And that's break the windows that's, of the houses. I don't think it's when it takes off. No, I think it's when it crosses the, set, the speed barrier. For oh, the right. First time. That's when you get a sonic boom. And yes, if you're over... Now, 
the Concorde flies at 50,000 feet. Okay? I know, that's the a lot. stratosphere. Yeah. But nonetheless, you hear that boom wherever, you know, I don't know the radius below you. But yeah, it shatters windows. That's something that has to happen over the Atlantic. And ships have problems with it. God, that's Cats. crazy. So part of the appeal of this movie is that I can never, we can never afford a flight on the Concorde, so, but we could spend yeah. 650 in the theater. <laughs> yeah, and watch I all guess. those rich is bastards die. My God, John Davidson's on the flight. Look at him. He's so cool. He has this very casual but labored look yeah. to him. He's sitting next to one of the Olympic athletes who he, you know, that's the girlfriend. And he's he's big deal. You know, he was the host of Hollywood. See the how they always show the tongue? Yeah. Oh, once again, here's Cockblocker. <laughs> oh, yeah. There. No. The coach. Yeah. It's like, let me switch seats with you. You're not banging my... <laughs> she's already got her... Look at that outfit she's wearing. She's already wearing a bib. Now, she was a big... You know her face, probably. She was a big deal in radio. And she <laughs> I don't know any faces from radio. All right. Yeah. <laughs> well, that started back in the 30s. She was a big deal in radio in the 30s. And by the 50s, she was doing Broadway. And then everybody knew her. She just got parts in movies. Why can't I find her information already i should mention when getting back to harry shearer he was in the truman show doing as a news reporter yeah. as well that's fantastic see he if you go on youtube he kind of dismisses the movie but he was one of the best parts of that film he held the movie together for sure i thought so and i i don't know that was a pretty good film i don't know i liked it and didn't like it I think it's one of the best movies ever made. It's definitely our generation's big chill. But that said, it's kind of a cop-out of an ending. You know what I mean? Like, I, I appreciate the way it ends, but, you know, I would have just, loved to see the story keep going. Yeah, well, you know what? I'm with you there. And I've given it some thought. And I think that the director... Peter like, Weir. That's what we were doing the whole movie, is spying on him, right? Yeah. So it's like, that's it privacy yeah you can't see this scene yeah that's true no it it made sense but i I, it was just you know i think it's an excellent film and i was disappointed that there wasn't more amazon netflix you need to do a tv series that shows the events of truman after the end of the truman show and he gets together with that girl yes yes and he gets to watch all of holland taylor's uh, other works i love the fact that his mother was played by holland taylor who plays the mom in two and a half men uh-huh. And she was the Boston Bosom Buddies. She's in everything. Like, she always plays the mom. Yep. Typecast. Yeah. Well, it worked and in happy. that movie. Because, oh, here we go, Avery. Mach 2, that's roughly 1,400 miles an hour twice. You can't hear. Doritos so. commercials, I remember that's those. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he would have Dorito crumbs on that beard. <laughs> that mustache of his. He was a regular on Chico and the Man. Oh, he the played, internet tells me that. I don't remember that. I used to watch that show. He played Anva. Look, look, look. See what that is? It's, it's, a it's one of the first drones ever. Oh, I know, Carl. You can go on and on and on about it. And I just drone on and on. Okay, <laughs> right now, he's a rich guy. He's taking... Okay, she's famous, so she can make a phone call from a cockpit of a plane. He's rich, so he has a cell phone, a car phone. Yeah, that's right. 79. And so, you know, she's like, I know what you did. And he goes, I didn't. I didn't. Which I don't know why, because he's about to blow her up. He might as well be like, all right, you caught me. (laughs) What are you going to do about it? 
what he's doing is he's saying, don't call anybody, don't talk to anybody, let me have a chance to explain myself when you're on the ground. And she's like, she's like, if you ever loved me, you'll know that this is a scam. Somebody's trying to blackmail me. So she gives him a chance. Sucker's bet. Yup. Robert Wagner. Da, da, da. Can we just spend now, two hours singing the theme? Is yeah. he David O'Neill, David Wagner? Yes. There? Oh, he's Starchy or Hutch, right? Is that who I'm thinking of? No, no. This guy, I first noticed him in that time travel movie. Um, it was called Time After Time, but it was like H.G. Wells' Time Machine. Oh, yeah, yeah. The future. Yeah, that, it goes to 1979 San Francisco. It's a great movie. Yes. You might remember him from The Omen. He was the photographer. Huh. He, got, he saw the slash through his... He was going to yeah. get killed. He knew it. I was trying to find an Omen movie for next week, and uh, no dice. Mm, that's good, because they had some clunkers. Yeah, I know. Now, he is my second and last Star Trek connection, because he was this Chancellor Gorkin in Undiscovered Country. He was in huh. Final Frontier. He was in Next Generation. Wow, he's in all the big ones. <laughs> no, I'm serious. That's pretty decent. Well, the only other thing that I liked of him was he was Bob Cratchit in one of my favorite movies. It's A Christmas Carol. It's 1984, and he was... Uh... Bob so anyway, he was Bob Cratchit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, they're going to take off now. You can see the noses down so that we only... Look, he's doing a Roman Catholic salute. That makes no sense. That's what not, you do when you... not the right word. Well, he's scared, so he did, he did the sign of the cross. Yeah, but he he says, I, she goes, you're an atheist. And he goes, what do I got to lose? His plan is serious. Can I tell you? Well, I have, I have a joke about the sign of the cross in a plane crash. Okay. All right. So a plane crash, and the only two survivors are a priest and a rabbi. And the priest brushes okay. himself off and does the sign of the cross like this. Yeah. And he sees the rabbi, and the rabbi dusts himself off, and he does the sign of the cross like this. And the priest walks okay. up to him, and I have to adjust it because it doesn't make no sense. And he says, listen, I know that tragically everybody died, and this is probably the last thing you want to talk about, but I didn't realize you people do this. And the rabbi says, do what? So just check if I'm alive. Spesticles, testicles, wrist, wallet, all there. <laughs> no, but that's not the way the symbol goes. It's spe- it's yeah, no, that's head. How- head, spectacles, down, testicles. Wrist, okay, but it's not that... right? Okay. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I'm with you. I mean, what do you want me to say? I mean, first off, I heard that joke 40 years ago, years before I even threw my cousin in the water. Spectacles, <laughs> tectus, testicles. What were the other two? Wrist and wallet. I don't know. That's not the joke. But went. it's the top shoulders you see. Uh, it's not your wrist or your. Really? Okay. Wait a minute. Let me do the sign of the cross. It goes head, uh-huh. center chest, balls, left shoulder, right shoulder. Head, balls. No, not wrist. Balls. And I mean, then where your wallet? Hell of a cross. Because <laughs> it, it was buried in the ground. Listen, every head, time I mid chest. Every time I try to do it, the devil shows up. So I'm not going to do it right now. That's smart. Yeah. I thought you were going to say like he did the Star of David. Yeah. <laughs> head. You know, left boob, right boob. You would go from right shoulder, ear, left ear. shoulder, uh, right knee, <laughs> uh, back up to the back. Uh, yeah, you're right. I can't do that. Six six points. Oh, okay. 
There's no computer graphics. You can see that it's just sort of... How do they do it? There's a missile following an airplane now, in, in the sky. Well, no, it's a drone. It's a drone following the airplane. I got you. Stop going on and on and on about that drone. <laughs> the destruct isn't working. Uh -oh. Alternative destruct. No, that's not working. Try plan three it's destruct. Flying just fine. And they're watching I'm this. I'm pretending. I'm concerned. Yeah, I'm trying to blow up my own plane. Why isn't it working? By the way, the Concorde we're watching yes. would go on to crash. In real life? Yeah, FYI. Yeah. And they don't make them anymore. They, they stopped in like okay. 2003, right? Like, they stopped. They closed the company, yeah, because yeah. there was a crash in Paris. Um, okay, so this jazz singer, right, she is the actual wife of the guy who produced the movie and wrote the story. <laughs> Well, I, you know, did you remember the Carol Burnett uh, show doing a parody of Airport? And they, they had a parody of, like, The Sick Child. And one of the, one of the movies had, like, a singer on it. Like, like uh -huh. a, uh, like, you know, remember we watched Billy Jack Goes to Washington and the, the daughter plays guitar? That kind yeah. of earnestness. And it was oh. parodied in Airplane. Like, she knocks off the sting and she, it was, that scene yeah, was parodied. Yeah, the IV. Yeah. And then it was also parodied in the Carol Burnett show. So by the fourth, gotcha. by the third sequel, they just have a saxophonist and the producer's wife singing. Now, she, this Monica Lewis, who she really was a jazz singer, and she was in the first Airplane movie. Huh. But check this out. She was the voice of Chiquita Banana. Whoa. And she's mm -hmm. here to say. And she was in Earthquake. Okay, so right now, Cecily, not Cecily. Cecily, Cecily Tyson. Yeah. Cecily, Cecily. But, Cecily Tyson's backstory here is that her son needs a heart transplant, and they're, trans, they're bringing the heart along. Oh, it's no. in a cooler. Okay. Oh, boy. Bad news for <laughs> yeah. that heart. I hate to break your heart, but... Uh, she's an Oscar nominee, and she's reduced to this. So this plane crash literally is a heartbreaker. Ba-boom-boom. <laughs> Good one. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm telling you, 100 miles per hour today. She was a former fashion model, um, and she was the mom in Sounder. Huh? Sounder the dog movie? Yup. Wow. Sharecroppers. They stole the ham. All I remember is the dog. Don't ask me. Sounder, okay, by the now way. Now they're like. Go ahead. Sounder. No, no, no. Yeah, no, that's all right. I'll talk about his drinking problems in a second. Go ahead. Oh, it's just a plot point. They're going to call the airport now and say, like, we got a drone coming into your space. It's hot. It's out of our control. Its mission today was to shoot down a plane. So FYI, and then they're going to radio the Concorde, and, you know, they're going to hear. Yeah. Okay, they're, this is their mock. They're about to hit Mach 1. Oh. That's right. I wouldn't, you know, Chuck Yeager saw this movie, and he threw up. The movie's so bad. <laughs> Uh, now, you see, now is when the boom would happen. Up, oh, Martha Ray's. She's got to pee. But who's blocking her peeing? Why, it's J.J. Walker. And she hears the saxophone and goes, huh? <laughs> oh, man, that's, maybe he needs turn the bathroom. Turn it on, let's, turn it on, let's listen. Excuse me. He's smoking in there, too. There's nobody home. <laughs> He's smoking a joint. I think that's a, a jazz musician's joint. Oh, yeah, you're right. It is a joint. I was trying to say, like, jazz cigarette. 
Uh, she can get a good contact high going. Her mouth doesn't look so huge here. She's got a big mouth. A what? <laughs> a big mouth. Do you remember the Holly uh, Mooner's rap with Joe Piscopo and Eddie Murphy? Oh, uh, yes. Yeah. I, 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 rem- I remember that I ha- used to have a memory of it. <laughs> okay, so George, uh, they used to do uh, Honeymooners, like if they were gay or whatever. That was a bit that... Uh, yeah. And then uh, they did the Honeymooners on SNL. Eddie Murphy had a bit if they were gay. Mm-hmm. Now I know that you know that I know yeah. that you want me to fuck you up the ass. And uh, Joe Pisco did a comedy album, really good one from eight, early '80s called New Jersey, and he had the Honeymooners rap as a novelty song. And uh-huh. uh, he goes, you know, you got a big mouth, a big mouth, you know, like the the '80s scratching going on. So right now, Cecily's concerned. What do they mean, military aircraft in our area? And so Emmanuel soft porn yes. lady goes, don't worry about it, okay? Don't worry about it. Yeah. People smarter than you will fly in a plane, all right? Poor Emmanuel, no matter where she went, she always had sex, right? Like she's on a plane with the yeah. soccer players also on the train. She was so tired. Yeah, tired. They did a new version of Emmanuel, and it starred the woman who was uh, George Clooney's boyfriend at the time, girlfriend at the time. Oh, is she in The Devil Wears Prada Lady? Maybe. She was in, um, uh, what was that movie that George Clooney directed about Chuck Barris from The Gong Show? Uh, yeah, I saw Dangerous that. Mind. Oh, Confessions. Was that lady. Uh-huh. She, was, she was in the grotto of the Play, Playboy Mansion where like Chuck Barris thought he was living the high life and she cuts him down. Oh, okay. Oh, their missile just missed. Oh, they got a dodge. Yep. So they're doing evasive maneuvers as if they're a jet plane, but they're a Concorde. It's really ridiculous. What does the fuck does George Clooney know? I mean, uh, George Kennedy know. He's he's a baggage claims guy. No, he has, he's a 20-year veteran of flying in this movie. I like how they uh, immediately do like the danger. Like Usually these movies, this scene would be like twenty minutes, 40 minutes into the movie. Yep. Well, everyone's like, whoa. That was close. But they're like, the missile, it's still out there. Shouldn't we continue evasive maneuvers? He goes, no. Let it make the first move. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a chess game. It's a chess game between them and a the missile. Huh. You know, a Lady Chatterley's lover lady was also in the nude bomb in 1980. Which I check every week to see if there's a copy on YouTube. Because I would love to not only see yeah, that movie. I saw that, that in the theater. Perfect. In Montclair. I was so excited when that movie came out, The Nude Bomb, because I was such a yeah. huge uh, Get Smart fan and Don Adams fan. And I and it was like halfway funny, you know, it was as funny as the show, Cones of Silence. and Yeah, it had the best scene is that he has his desk also was a uh, car. Yep. And it drove out on the freeway <laughs> and he gets pulled over by a motorcycle cop and the cop says, do you know how fast your desk was going? <laughs> what? See, he just missed it again. Yeah, he just dodged it. Dodged that whammy jammy. See, good thing he didn't um, put that uh, a saxophone in the upright in the uh, baggage claim above. <laughs> oh, that saxophone's buying buying it, by the way. Oh, really? It's totally going to get killed. Yeah. What about his joints? Are they going to fall out too? No, no, not that I saw. Is he going to smoke again in this movie? No, he. We did our gag. Yeah. 
So she was also in Matahari in 1985. She was in Private Lessons in 81. Private Lessons, She was yeah. always in the sex films except for this film. Where she plays a stewardess. Right. And our hero, Alan Delon, whatever, Mr. Famous, he yeah. knew her from France. She, they did not get along. Because huh. he was like, hey, you have stuff on, lady. <laughs> and then the director started being really mean to her. Really? And she, and then he was like, okay, I like you. Oh, because he hated that director. Oh, wait, did they just blow up the plane? Uh, two military jets that were scrambled. Oh. They were like, we're not going to get to him in time. But George Kennedy kept missing the plane, uh, missing the, you know. Missile, yeah, dodging, dodging that missile, yeah. Uh, Wagner's not and happy. So they finally showed up, yeah, that, you know. That was his big plan. I said, I, I said that Wagner was there with Harvey Keitel. It wasn't. It was during Natalie Woods. It was him and uh, Christopher Walken that were like the last two people to see her. The internet just told me that recently that he has a suspect again. Yeah, that's true. Uh, the that's case is all. not cold. Look at Martha so Ray. Right now, Martha Ray's doing a line. She's like, she goes, hi, I'm the pilot. And she goes, who's flying the plane? <laughs> <laughs> Otto. Yeah, Otto's flying right now. Now, if everyone's okay, we're going to continue on our course to Paris. We've run a complete check on the aircraft, and everything is in perfect running order. What happened, Joe? All we know is that a military test vehicle accidentally strayed into our airspace. We had to make some adjustments in order to avoid Was a collision. Was it my boyfriend? Oh, some adjustments. Look, all Good we work. know. <laughs> And look, there's the president of the company like, yeah, I buy that. Yeah, good job. Well, what's weird is it's not like we're landing this thing. Let's find out what's going on. This is messed up. No, they're like, okay, well, we're just going to keep flying. Yeah. And that happens throughout the movie. We will see many dangerous things, and they're just going to keep flying. Well, honestly, it's there's a three-hour flight. If I was in like this, I'd be like, come on, i got two more hours of this shit. Just get to the destination. Actually, where could they land? An island somewhere. Uh-huh. Gilgan's Island. Wouldn't that be crazy? <laughs> it would. <laughs> yeah. Okay, now this guy, you see the Arc de Triomphe behind him there yeah. that says, oh, you're in, a, you're in a, um, a very expensive place to be in Paris. Right. Really, it's a hotel. Well, I mean, that's so, where they shot. I mean. Yeah. Now, this guy, I didn't research him. I just had too many people. Yes. It's all sarcast. Well, that was his only scene, and it's basically like Robert Wagner's like, it didn't work. And he goes, fine, I'm sending a jet fighter. Something stupid. Why do they have to blow up the Concorde? I don't get it. Because on there is the reporter who's going to expose them for being involved in weapons sales, which isn't their gig, isn't their bag, they're not allowed to do it, and to the enemy, to bad guys. Okay. Like right. the Angolian rebels and uh, freedom fighters in uh, Tehran. You know, like people America hates, you know. Yeah. So weird. Look at that. I would have. So if you were flying the Concorde, you're pretty well off. And you would dress that way and act that Absolutely. way. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Now, every time we see the Concorde, it's in clouds, even though it flew in the stratosphere at 50,000 feet, because. In a movie, you got to show it's moving, and right. you need clouds to do that. So if it was in the stratosphere, it would look like it's just a model 
motionlessly dangling from the sky. Motionless. And that was part of that Howard Hughes film with, uh, with uh, Leonardo aviator. DiCaprio. The Aviator. Yeah, yeah, The Aviator. Right in the beginning. And you know the parody movie of Aviator. Ave he no. ate her. <laughs> <laughs> and the people who brought you. That's the first time I noticed that uh, Leonardo DiCaprio was an actor. Oh, yeah. Playing Howard Hughes? He was good in that. Yeah. I mean, before that, I had seen him in, like, um, Gilbert Grape, and and I saw him in Titanic. He was and good in Titanic. spoiler alert, the, the ship sings. That's a good movie. Fuck you. Oh, he thought so? <laughs> Absolutely. I thought he, but the thing is, in terms of being an actor, though, he played a pretty boy. You yeah, know he played what a pretty mean? boy. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know he had acting chops until. It was it was a shame because that movie was so big. His follow-up movie, one of those follow-up movies was The Beach. And it just wasn't fun to watch. And it didn't really... Which one? The Beach, where he's on his own little it. island. It was directed by Danny Boyle. It's just, you think I should see it? <sighs> yeah. Do you like Danny Boyle? You like uh, I don't know, Slumdog Millionaire, Millions, sort of, yeah, uh, Shallow like Grave, tra- Train Spotting Two. I mean, uh, I love Train Spotting Two. Well, then you should see The Beats. It's one of his earlier movies. I think he did it right okay. after Train Spotting. But it was painful to watch. Yeah, because you know Leonardo DiCaprio and I guess Kate Winslet as well. It took them a while to shake off the perceptions that they had from uh, uh-huh. Titanic, you know, because they were pretty boy, pretty girl, and uh, you're like, whoa, this guy's he's holding another movie. What's it going to be like? And you know, it's just some spoiled brat on a secluded island. Right. Okay. Now a jet fighter is going to blow them out of the sky. It just doesn't make sense. The jet fighter is working with Wagner? Yes. Wow, he has a lot there of they... shit. His... What's that? He's got a lot of shit at his fingertips. He's like, well, the missiles didn't work, send out a jet pilot. Right, exactly. But, I mean, that's why he was calling that guy in France. He needed the, his pull. He needed him to do it. Go, <laughs> now... Man, George, George, look out the window one more time. Yeah. Uh, what? Uh, what? He, uh, look at him. Uh, All right, and that's <laughs> acting. <laughs> Fighter jet. Look at all this cloud where they shouldn't be. And these jet fighters couldn't reach the stratosphere. Phew. There goes the first missile. Holy cow, they're shooting at us! Look out the window! Look out the window! Why should I bother? You're doing enough for both of us. I know, you've been looking out the window for two people. There they are tumbling now, again. Once a, now, they've been here before this flight, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's really messed up. Well, how now come... she's like... Yeah, she's finally made it to the bathroom again. She, that's all she does this whole movie is go to the bathroom. We get bathroom jokes and such. <laughs> <laughs> ah... Is there a dog by your house? Yeah, he's right out the window. I'm surprised you could hear that. I love that dog. Uh, that's my brat dog. It's it's my wife's dog, not really mine. Oh, yeah, that's funny how that works, right? No, you have two adorable dogs. I met them. 
So there was this one. Yeah, see, that's the thing. They're adorable, and I love them, but I don't want a dog. I'm not a dog person with the pooping and the barking. I'm sure, they're great. They're yeah. great. I want to pet your dog. Uh-huh. I want to play with them. One time I was at this open mic, and this comedian was like, if you're not a dog person, I don't want to know you. And I didn't say anything, but I just thought in my head, gosh, we could never be friends. I, I love dogs, but to own them with, the, you know, the eating and their spotting and peeing in the house, it's just, oh, my God. I Can the, I visit you on the weekends? Yeah, I have, I have these two jokes. They're not really solid, but I've decided to do them back to back and tag it. I do one joke where I tell a bartender, uh, I want to drown my sorrows. And the bartender says, you're in the right place. And I said, no, you don't understand. Sorrows is my cat. I went. And then I I also do a joke where I say I gotta yeah. interrupt you. Yeah. I gotta interrupt yeah. you. Look, he's shooting a flare. Yeah, he has the window open. open window. Uh, upside That's down open. concord with an open window and he's gonna shoot out a flare. Because the, the flare will confuse the the missile and it will Oh, 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 oh cockpit's on fire. It's oh. like a start that get the extinguisher! Hempex. By the way, on the Concorde, they didn't have um, they didn't have masks like this because I forget the reason. Because they traveled in the stratosphere, the oxygen was going to run out before you reached. Oh, interesting! I don't know. It was pointless to have them for some reason. They look like coffee filters and were or like. <laughs> feedback what was the second joke after you okay the so you before i tell a joke cat yeah. yeah so i say um uh, mike spiegelman a little bit about myself i've opened for an x-rated hypnotist is what i tell the cops when they catch me fucking dogs at the dog park i <laughs> officer i can't help it i open for an x-rated hypnotist and then i tell the drown your sorrows on and i go that's right i fuck dogs and i i drown cats right yeah you're a dog lover you're a dog person well, I kind of want to get dog lovers and cat lovers to hate me. Did you see the saxophone? Yeah. Look, the, the paper cups, cups are, are flying out. out there. I'm peeing. Oh, right. That's Martha. She's, her pee splattered on the mirror. No, that was a broken mirror. That wasn't Martha Ray's pee. Was it Martha Ray's ow, pee? Ow. No, it was a broken mirror. <laughs> it just looked like a splatter to me. Yeah. Did you see JJ's uh, saxophone breaking all apart? Yeah, what a bummer. Now he can't play in Russia. Yeah, that's right. Um, he was still a big, big hit right now in 1980. I mean, Good Times ran until 79. Yeah. And yeah. that dynamite catchphrase was out. He did... Um, uh, he was in a Bill Cosby, Cindy oh, Lament movie. It was Sony. No, Panasonic. He did 8-track cassettes and cassette players. He used dynamite in it. Oh, he would advertise for them? Yeah. And they also did a, a movie on Buddha Records called Dynamite. And that was his comedy act. That's album. so funny. Yeah, the cast wasn't thrilled in good times that this kind of buffoonish guy was getting all the all the attention while they were trying That's to make, right. make a sitcom. The, um, woman named Florida and Esther Roll was Amos. John yeah, Amos? Yeah. They quit, or, or well, I mean, uh, Amos he died. Quit. Yeah, his character died. Right, but that was the truth. Was he? Di- he didn't want to be with the buffoon. <laughs> good for it's him. True. Yeah, good for him. They hated him, and 
uh, J.J. Walker didn't go to Esther Roll's funeral. Oh, that's so weird. That's, I mean, she passed away in the 2000s. We're getting comedy gold here. There's Esther. There's from, uh, Martha say, Ray. Martha, say something. No, she doesn't even say something. She says her pro. She just shoots yeah, a lot. Yeah, she, she had a wet T-shirt. Now, the last movie Esther Roll was in was Beloved, wasn't it? I, I mean... Uh, I don't know. But that was 2000. God, that's so... What a long way to kill the beef. Yeah, really. Huh. Yeah, I mean, we. I recommended a movie to you, and unfortunately you took my advice and watched The Comedian with Robert De Niro playing comedian, but there's oh, a great yeah. scene in the beginning so where he goes to like a New Jersey club and Jimmy J.J. Walker is playing himself and he's like, Jimmy, how's the crowd? He's like, I don't know. <laughs> it's the tough. There's a bachelorette party. There's a virtual vlogger who's going to heckle your act. It's a rough crowd. <laughs> Somebody must. Uh, by the way, they yeah. they um, they outsmarted the jets by flying low to the water, and so the jets crashed. And <laughs> the thing is, though, they lost their landing gear and oh, no. some other stabilizer. Not the stabilizer. So they're going to get saved by a net. A net who? Funicello. Oh wow! It's good she to see her. In she wasn't even listed in the credits. Yeah, because maybe she was dead. Annette Funicello is still alive, isn't she? I don't know. <laughs> She's alive during the 80s, for sure. Now, look, we're not supposed to have landing gear, but yet there it is. There it is. I don't get it. God, how much money do they spend on, the, on these exterior shots? I mean, the movie now would just be all CGI. Yeah, well, half of it is the Concords, uh, uh just stock footage of their own plane. Uh-huh. For, but, the, but of this actual plane, they were, they were good enough to do that. And the rest of it, yeah, they, they, they had to shoot. Models, I guess. Mm-mm. Um, but, but, yeah, they did a lot of, um, you can see because there's no CGI, they, you know, like when it dodges the jet, you can see that they're, like, turning it on the, over the clouds. Yeah. It was pretty bad. So the net didn't work. It went right through. The net uh, slowed the, this. It's going to stop them now. That's my greatest fear during sex when the net breaks. Oh, no, no, the condoms break. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. if it was a net, yeah. it wouldn't be really yeah. protecting be easy. Anything. Yeah. Oh, uh, Eddie, Eddie Albert. Green Nickers uh. is the place to be. Not now, Eddie. <laughs> Listen, darling, I love you, but give me Park Avenue. They're, they're caught in the net, and here come the, the French... Brigade. My favorite episode of Green Acres is when he like falls off the roof and he's just as crazy as a town. What? There's this. There's I, one, I guess I'm. Seeing... one episode. The premise of Green Acres is great. He's the only sane man in this fucked up town, right? Even yeah. his wife is fucking crazy, and yeah. So he was kind of the there's voice of the reason. Net. There's a net. Nothing but net. So he falls off the roof. Yeah, and so he like. As it goes, he's, he becomes crazy. And so the whole town is oh. full of crazy, and there's no straight man. And I, at the end of the movie, he falls off, and he's back to normal or something. you know. But for a brief moment, the whole show is derailed, because there's no one you can relate to. They're all nuts now. <laughs> <laughs> and by nuts, He I'm, was on Falcon Crest. He had a recurring role. Yeah. Um, I like I like I respect a man who ages and keeps his name Eddie. 
Yeah. Okay, now, what happens now is the Concorde has been attacked by a drone yes. and attacked by jets, uh-huh. right? And so they go, eh, that's okay. We're all past that now. We're going to fly on to Moscow tomorrow. Have a great night, everybody. <laughs> Most of these people are going to deplane, spend the night, yeah. and then some of them are going to get back on the plane. Nuts. No, I would. Because, you know, a disaster movie, they don't land in the middle of the movie, right? They spend the whole movie in peril, and at the end, there's a resolution. Right. In this movie, there's three disasters. <laughs> <laughs> so ridiculous. So, yeah, because, I mean, like, you go, huh? Maybe I could leave now. They landed. Movies of no, 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 it's yeah. another hour. And there's the the European bus to pick up the the Concorde uh, passengers. Tacky. Now that's Susan Blakesley, our reporter friend, and uh, she made it, which is not cool. No, not for um, Wagner. She was. She got her first big notice in the towering inferno another disaster movie which was the exterior was shot in san francisco the 555 bank of Amer- uh, california bank of america building was used mm-hmm. the plaza was used for the exterior shots as you know the towering inferno has like a water silo on the rooftop which was not what the actual 555 california has but <laughs> triple nickels she was in the lords of flatbush that's interesting oh i saw that movie was That's she, how why the Fonzie exists. Yeah, uh, Fonzie, Robert Stallone was in that. Yeah, right, right, right. Stallone goes to a, a hardware store to get a layaway plan because he wants to buy something, like maybe a jewelry store. He's going to buy something for his girl, and he's like, I want the layaway plan. Mm-hmm. And I, that's is that for, a, a layaway, joke? No, a layaway plan is like, <laughs> I never even heard of it. I mean, maybe because I'm a spoiled asshole, but I, I just like... No, by the time we were growing up, there was no... The layaway plan was very rare. You had yeah. credit cards at that point. Right. I think Sears still offered. They would advertise a layaway plan, but it wasn't like as common. Right. Because you had a credit card. Just swipe a credit card. Well, you can use your credit card for a layaway plan. Like, take on here's 40 bucks. I guess I see what you're saying. It defeats the purpose because that was a layaway plan was for people who really wanted that sofa. But yeah. they just, you know, didn't have the full amount. Out yeah. 200 bucks. No problem. We'll do a layover plan. You get the sofa now and you give us $50. And mm-hmm. if not, Every month. Vigo uh, breaks your thumbs. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. We'll repossess it. Okay. So he goes to George Kennedy. I got you a date for tonight. And he goes, Oh, I'm not. I'm not gonna. And he says, Well, her name's B.B. Anderson. Uh, her, she's there. She looks sort of like the puppet, you know, that one who had the sock puppet. She's in red there. You can see it's very bad print, but. So they pretend to walk off like they're going to have dinner with them. And then George gets slick. Um, Mr. Kennedy gets slick and pulls her aside and they're going to have their own private dinner. Where do they? So let me get this straight. They flew from Europe to America, or America to Europe. Where are they right now? Where is he having his date? 
I don't know the answer. I think that they took off from America and went to France. Okay. And now they're going to go from France to Russia, which kind of doesn't work because of maybe they're doing it over the Antarctic. Oh, right, because it happen. has to be over uh, uh, ocean for this plane to... to... Or the Antarctic, because nobody's there to get jostled. Yeah. So now, this one is in a... Uh, she was in all sorts of Igmar Bergman films. Ooh, la la. Mm-hmm. So this was like a and vacation. And she won Best Actress in 1958 Cannes Film Festival. She went... All right. Well, good. So the this thing is, is, she's one of those people who's very famous, but we don't know her. Right. The only thing we would know her from is I Never Promised You a Rose Garden, 77. Uh, I'm still bitter about that. Yeah. Well, I didn't. I didn't say. I mean, I know you expected it, but yeah, you promised me. My exact words. <laughs> I never promised you. Now, George Kennedy's backstory is that he's got a son in college in medical school, and the wife died, and so he doesn't go on dates. So, you know, our our hero. Uh, Alain Delon says, no, 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 no. You're going on a date tonight. And that's why they're here together. Okay, here's the baggage handler. Now, you know our two plots didn't work. Right. It's on the ground now, and these documents are going to get, you know, I mean, he's going to get busted. So now they've hired one of the baggage people to, like, rig it so that there's a timer and the baggage hold will simply open at a certain time, and that will make the plane decompress, and it'll crack apart. Right, yeah, and there goes my luggage. Don't get me started. Mm-hmm. So they, wow, and there's no security. This plane got the whammy jammied, and like now that it's there, like there's no one guarding it? That's right, because it was fine. Huh. And these people work at the airport. Oh, yeah. So pre-9-11, this movie. It's so pre Walker's going to lose his luggage. He's going to be like, I had me eight joints in that suitcase. I don't think he would say it that way. But yeah, you're right. He would say that. Yes, he would. He's playing to the stereotype here so hard. Now, how don't did he get that weed? He, got, he brought weed on the plane in 79. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's good. Dude, I was so scared. Like people, like, George scared. Carlin tells stories about smoking joints on the plane. That's nuts. Well, there was, is, was there a smoking section in the Concord? I... Three hours is a long time without a cigarette. I would imagine. Okay, now he's piling on his bullshit to her. You know, like, she's like, I want to believe you, but let's listen, let's listen. Okay, here's some wags. I've written this draft as the announcement for the press. It gives the complete details of Harrison Industries' illegal activities. Done on my behalf and with my full knowledge, the responsibility for these actions rests solely with me. Maggie, would you look at this for me? So what he's saying now is, please don't break the story because I'll confess, okay? If you break the story, it makes me a bad guy criminal. But if I confess, it's my good conscience. And And she's like, I'm just so done with you. Ah, Ralph Lauren. But she agrees. We are in Paris. So pretty. Wow, they have cars in Paris? This is so cool. Yeah, they do, and they drive on the correct side of the road. Wasn't there a movie called The, the Cars That Ate Paris? And I think it was like Paris. I don't know. Uh, huh, I don't know. 
I'm I just want to say something about John Davidson in San Francisco because it's relevant. Yeah, please. Um, okay, so in 1974, he guest starred on a television series called The Streets of San Francisco. In the episode called Mask of Death, portraying a cross-dressing lounge singer who murders his fans, it says his, her fans, in the episode, Davidson sings in drag while impersonating Carol Channing, singing Diamonds Are a Girl's Best Friend. Oh, I would love to see that. <laughs> <laughs> the, another interesting thing, in 74, he posed almost nude with, you know, he just had a towel for Cosmopolitan. Right. Um, and th- check this out. In 77, he was president at the Beverly Hills Supper Club Fire in Southgate, Kentucky. I guess it was in Beverly Hills, California. He was expected to appear on stage as the headline act that evening, and a fire broke out, killing 165 people. Davidson helped others escape before wow. fleeing through the back door. Good for Davidson. Yeah. He's in this famous movie called Coffee, Tea, or Me with stewardesses. That's sort of relevant. And it's a full-length movie on YouTube, by the way. Oh, well, well let me take a look. It, it may not be next week, but we could do it in the future for sure. Coffee, tea, or me, 1973. Oh, yeah, I'm interested. I definitely want to see that. So I went to rent that on Netflix a long time ago, because it's one of the classics. And Netflix was like, what? What are you talking about? What? Coffee, (laughs) what? So I was like, hmm, maybe it's on YouTube. And sure enough, researching this movie. I'm looking at it right now. I'm typing it in. And the other, and the uh, studio computer. Well, I I know uh, in Working Girls with Melanie Griffith, uh, Joan Cusack says, uh-huh. "Can I get you coffee, tea, or me?" To oh, uh, have you ever heard of the film before? No. As a stewardess, it's say coffee, tea, wine, beer. You know, they would. And the thing is, like the stewardess is like got affairs going on in different places she flies, and John Davidson's one of them. All right, so an airline stewardess juggles a life that includes a husband in Los Angeles and another one in London. Coffee, tea, or me, 1973. Right. Yeah. Huh. Oh, I'm down. And there's all sorts of things like she goes to kiss John Davidson, but oops, she left her wedding ring on, and she has to <laughs> put it behind his head to hide it and then French kiss him and Should we stuff do the, like that. Is it worth Oh, uh, Luis Lazar is in it. Should we do that movie next week? Uh, no, you be the call of All what right. movies we do when. So you check out that movie and come All right. back. And then I'll come, I will come back. That sounds good. Yeah, listen, you read about films, and then this isn't fitting in with your... If you're ever stuck or something, I, I didn't mean to push this. No, 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 that's not, that's not what I'm saying. I'm, I'm saying is that uh, I'm, I'm open to it. And uh, Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, well in the future, I'll, I'll look into it and see if it's... Uh, I think part of it is that this show is so exciting for us that we want to make sure that because we do pay for studio time, it's the best possible show with the best possible movie. And I guess I should send you something in the mail. (laughs) Oh, no, 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 it's all right. (laughs) Something coming. (laughs) I'm writing a note to myself. No, no, give donate five dollars to the state. <laughs> Don't give me any money. Uh, no, you at home go to mutiny, go to mutinyradio.fm, hit the donate button, and give them five bucks. Yeah, PayPal. I did, do it. Did you say go to meetbeat? Meetbeat.fm, mutinyradio.fm, uh, which we uh, stream live. If you ever want to hear us live and watch the movie live uh, on Sundays for uh, five p.m. East Coast time. Yeah, now, now. Yeah, right now. We're on live right now. 
And then this will drop as a podcast under the acronym LWAFLMOIT. George Kennedy's getting some right now. On the fireside, some fireside kissing. And they're falling in love. And she's like, you did not forget how to do it, like you said. And he goes, ah, I think it's like swimming <laughs> instead of a bicycle. Uh, Once yeah. you learn, you never forget. No, that's not true. So that talk they had by the uh, fireplace, was that a fireside chat? Oh, their cat must have been a fireside chat. Chat. Mm. <laughs> chat noir. Chat noir. Okay, so can I tell you the two jokes that I would do? Carl gets jokes? Or Mike got oh, jokes? Yeah, Carl sure. gets jokes. All right, so these two jokes I wrote with you in mind. Okay. Who visits a dairy farm on St. Patrick's Day? Okay. Dairy farm, St. Patrick's Day. Okay. So who visits a dairy farm? Yeah, on St. Okay. Patrick's What's Day. What's a diet? What's a diet? A leche precon? A leche precon. Yeah, you got it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and that's our show. See, that would be the podcast. <laughs> da, da, da. Da, da, da. Theme song by Carl. The end. Okay. There, well, there used to be this one called Stump the Joke Man. Oh yeah, Jackie uh, the Joke Man. I saw that live. Do yeah. that live. And no one could stump him. Yeah, he would know the. He knows all the jokes. Uh, right now, the French pilot is laying her on thick. Like I love you, I love you. And she goes, I'm not going to be hurt by you again. She goes, He goes, I know in the past I was a dick, but now I totally love you. What's your next joke? All right, hang on. Let me. This one's. Uh, what did I didn't really get it right? Did I? Yes, you did. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This would be like Mike got jokes, Carl gets jokes, or whatever we call the podcast. It's just okay. it's not two hours long. It's like five minutes at the most, and we we drop them every day. Uh, so I would say, hey Carl, what did the baffled television repairman say to John Lennon? Apple Apple repair. Like Apple TV? No, 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 no. What did the baffled, baffled, baffled. Oh, he's confused? Yeah. Okay. TV repairman say to John Lennon. Okay. Oh, he say you want some resolution. Hey, hey, <laughs> yeah, uh, you give know. Me a I took that. Good one. <laughs> Good one. Yeah, and I shouldn't laugh at my own jokes. Almost. Except that was the Beatles more than, oh, well, yeah, he wrote that. He wrote that? All right, well, that worked. Well, what did the baffled television uh, repairman say to the Beatles? Uh, you say you want... All we are saying is give us resolution. Um, I think you already said the joke, and yeah. I, I should have gotten it. Okay, so right now, the well, we're missing it, right? What's he doing? He's wearing I, a I bomb? I don't understand this part. I just want to explain it to you. There's some guy at the airport, and he's got, like, bombs strapped on his chest Yeah, I saw that. Either that or he's wearing Spanx. And then, like, he runs away from the cops. I don't understand how it's a plot point that works with this film. Okay, right now, John, uh, George Kennedy is saying, hey, that broad was great, man. I'm in love. <laughs> she's so terrific. And then the French guy goes, 40,000 francs. You better be terrific. And he goes, what? Wait, I fucked a whore? No, 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 no. You fucked a French right. whore. A French whore. Right. There's a difference. Yeah. And then instead of George Kennedy getting mad, he goes, She was terrific! I stuff about coincidence. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. He dipped it. Yeah, but, I mean, wouldn't you? Like, he thought he was starting a relationship. Yeah. But well, he, he's, like, so 
Alice. He's like, yeah, she was great. Uh, he wasn't mad. Oh, I wish I knew beforehand. I would have done other stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Look at the red carpet. They're all going to get on the Concord. It's like, a, no big deal. Like, nothing yeah. bad happened. Like, no. You're absolutely right, Carl. There was a drone that attacked them and two fucking missiles yeah. and military planes crashed. And now here they are the right. next day. Right. And I think it's cheap There's as no a disaster film because I, I, how many times do I have to watch this? You know, like either have one long flight, which is usually how these movies are. Yup. But to have like two or three, it's ridiculous. Did you kids? We are going to now see the third disaster, which they already set us up for. Oh, what, the, the Americans boycotting the Olympics? <laughs> no, that wasn't a disaster. We had to do that to express our disapproval of Russia <laughs> invading Afghanistan, something we would go on to do. Now, I, I looked at this in uh, IMDb when before selecting this film, and they mentioned that New Zealand had a horrible plane crash right before the release of this movie, so they delayed yeah. it and retitled it Concord, as you said, Airport 90, 80. Right. 80. Yeah. That's right. They were going to release it um, uh, on Christmas. You know, it's one of those bomb films for yeah. Christmas. Right. Yeah, and the New Zealand thing happened. So right now he goes, I might have said some things to you last night. I was tired. And she goes, I knew not to believe it. And he goes, I am not tired now, and I still mean that. <laughs> She's like, oh, maybe I won't do softcore porn anymore. Maybe I'll just have one husband. I know. I think he wants her to join the Kilometer High Club. <laughs> yeah, that's right. The <laughs> French are in the Kilometer High Club. It's <laughs> Kilometro, you dummy. You dummy. I think that's the dumbest idea, having sex in an airport bathroom. Call me out, but airplane bathroom. But I've, we've been yeah. in airplanes. I can hear the guy breathing down the, down the aisle. That's right. Yeah. You have to be young and... Right, you have to be young... And you have to be like, yeah. oh, no one, first off, you have to be small enough to fit in there. And then second of all, you have to be dumb enough to think that no one knows exactly what you're doing. Right. Absolutely. The two of you go in. Yeah. Well, actually. In, uh, uh, this a one, the, okay, actually. I was just going to say, have you seen a movie called Choke with uh, Sam Rockwell, where he's like a sex no. addict? At one point he goes to the bathroom in the airplane and there's like a naked woman there. And he's like, she's like, come in. He's like, oh, okay. That doesn't make sense. I think that's how he Didn't got his. Did you see sex. a movie once and they go into the bathroom and it was a big room? Remember? Always, always. What planet are you? No, from? we we did. You and I saw this. Yeah, they they went into the plane bathroom and then there was all this space in there. Yeah, you're right. I'm trying to think of the movie. It didn't make any I sense. I can't remember. Oh, Charo, Charo. Oh, I see, brother, little Douglas. Oh, young lady, please, please, Tommy, come screw me. You see, this Listen is not it. an average dog. This is my seeing eye dog. I need him. Seeing eye dogs are usually German shepherds. Oh, you mean he's not? <laughs> because she's <laughs> <she's> blind. <laughs> That's a good rules. joke. Now, the reason she has a 30-minute cameo is she gets kicked off the plane. Can you say to the lady, what do you think about those rules? The rules. <laughs> Me too. She had to squeeze his balls to get a sound cue. So in Spanish, she's saying, when the revolution comes, they will not mistreat you this way. I love it. Now, Charo is a classical guitarist. It's called Flamingo Guitar. Yeah. And she's known around the world for her. She has fame being um, this 
classical musician and a lot of respect. But in America, she's just chi 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 girl. She's known as Charo. She's like, okay she's with a, that. Yeah, well, yeah. she's like a weird celebrity. Uh, cele- oh, look at that. The guy had... Wait, He's what? the guy with the bomb, but it doesn't make sense to the plot. Like, where was he going? Well, this movie is a ru- is this movie is a runaway. Bomb? This movie is a runaway bomb. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, so that's why he's here. I must go. I must blow up that flight. In '94, Charo won the Female Pop Album of the Year award by Billboard International Latin Music Conference. Was named Best Female Latin Pop Album by Billboard. Around the world, I am known as a great musician, but in America, I am known as Chi-Chi-Chi-Chi Girl. And she says, that's okay, because Chi-Chi-Chi-Chi has taken me all the way to the bank. Yeah, absolutely. Listen, no one wants yeah. to hear Flamingo, uh, classical guitar on the love boat. They just want Charo. That's right. She began playing guitar at age nine, and she trained under Segovia. Huh. But in America, she's on Laugh-In, Fantasy Island, Love Boat, right. Tonight Show. Well, the Tonight Show, she she reigns supreme, because I think Johnny just mm-hmm. loved having her on. Yeah. Yeah. She was outrageous. Like this guy running <laughs> on the... Why do you need to run on the walking uh, sidewalk? It's so rude. He's running from the cops. He's... This way is, yeah. this way is. He drops his luggage, and the guy's like, "Hill, your luggage," and he goes, "Fuck it," and keeps running. <laughs> hey, I, I should mention one more time about Harry Shearer and the Truman Show. Even though he kind of dismissed his role and wasn't happy with it, the way he talks, he doesn't really sound human. You know what I mean? Which made it perfect yeah. for this movie because it's an artificial world, and here's this guy sincerely talking to Ed Harris, and his voice is like so showbiz process that he doesn't. Yeah. yeah. What's newscastery? It's uh, uh, yeah. It's like he has a voice for radio. Right. So it's it's not real, but he's human, and he's talking about this guy who lives in a world that's not real but human. You know what I mean? Like it's it yeah. works perfectly. Mm-hmm. I really did like that movie. Yeah. And you know, Jim Carrey, he did a couple of sticky stuff in there with his butt to the camera and has a catchphrase, but it all clicks. Yeah, I love how he got suspicious, and he goes, "Why are you saying that? Who are you talking to?" Yeah. You know, and remember, he got a, a cop told them, you know, they, he, sorry, you can't come through here. And then yeah, when he was sorry, leaving, Truman, he goes, okay, no problem, Truman. He flips out. <laughs> what? Yeah. Yeah. Remember, he's in school, and he's like, "I want to be an explorer," and she's like, "Oh, you're too late. It's too late. <laughs> Found out everything. Watch him flip. Watch him flip." Oh. In the fr- trailer, wow. you. Uh, so that guy was oh, on the runway, and the yeah. fucking Concorde went by him, and he rolled. Do you think that was real stunt? I think a real stuntman did that, yeah. That's insane You see stunt. all these papers? Yeah. I don't know. It's all... I don't know how this fits into the plot. Those were tickets for to see the comedy show on Sunday night, the showcase. Huh. He was going to pay for the room. What was your story? You said, you know, here's a flyer, and he goes, no, thank you. And you said, fuck you! Yeah, that is a story. Not only did I push my, someone in the pool like an idiot, but I was, during the 90s, I, it was a show, and it, it was a bad vibe show. We really wanted to try, so I had to go bark, and I had yeah. flyers to it, and I was walking around the block of the theater, and I said, would you like a flyer? And the guy said, no. And I just, everything built up, and I said, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, over, I'm reflexively you know, laughing, but it's not a good moment. Uh, like, uh, like pushing the kid in the pool, right? Like, 
or the woman and the, the your cousin. I have moments like I, I did something stupid and I kicked my ass for it, you know? Yeah. And like and I think about it, it's like, oh, that was thirty two years ago and I'm still kicking my ass. I know, I'm still kicking my ass dummy. about it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, that makes that. I think that's good, right? I mean, that you have to have some regrets in your life. You don't want any well, regrets in your life. No, but the thing is, Mike of today would not have done that. Carl right. of today would not have done that. You know what I mean? So yeah. we should give ourselves a break. Like that was a learning experience. We shouldn't think, "Oh, I'm such an idiot," because we haven't been an idiot like that for thirty years. You know, like I, I, I mean, I too can't get past it. But I'm saying that's how we should be. Yeah, oh, I looking agree. Looking at it, like, give yourself a break. Now, what about the people on this plane? Like, talking about learning from your mistakes. They There was a <laughs> night, uh, overnight layover in Paris, and then they yeah. got on the same They're plane. Back. They yeah. should have had a, a teaching mo- learning moment where they said, you know what? <laughs> Fuck this. <laughs> I'm not getting I'm back on that plane. Okay, by the way, you see that lady again. I found yeah. her information. This, okay. Mer- her name's Mercedes McCambridge. She's an Oscar winner, actually. Um, radio actor during the 30s. She performed on Broadway. Orson Welles called her the greatest living radio actress. She won an Academy Award for Best Supporting Actress in All the King's Men, 1949. She was nominated. She didn't win for Giants in 56. But the thing I think you would find interesting is she was the voice of the demon in The Exorcist. The no Pazuzu. shit. The one that says your mother sucks cocks in hell? Yeah, that's her. That's wow, what a mouth on her. Oh, Jesus, watch that mouth out. That should have been big mouth lady, right? Yeah, right. God, oh, that's interesting. So that, that, was, a, that was a woman's voice. I guess it was a woman's voice anyway. It just wasn't uh, I guess, yes. Linda Blair, Blair's voice. It's like, who do we know who's in radio? Right. So this, you know, our Doritos commercial guy here, what's his name again? Avery He's- Shriver. Avery Schreiber. He's getting to visit the cockpit with the deaf daughter. Oh, and they're like, boom. <laughs> She's signing, plane don't oh. blow up now. Right. Please don't now blow he, up. See, you see, we keep getting the director showing us the bottom of the plane because right. the timer's going to go off soon. Because we know that they don't know that there's a bomb. Oh, no, That's not a bomb. Right. A luggage the device to open up the luggage thing. Here goes four o'clock. Boom. Register. Register. Wow, that's creepy how these buttons move up and down like that. Yeah. Usually buttons you just press. Automation. Yeah. It's, oh, it's there on it the goes. computer. Click, 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 clockwise. Boom. There goes your luggage, Carl. Yep. That's my other saxophone. <laughs> Where's my luggage? Well, half of it is in Norway. All right. Uh, uh, I think there's something wrong. I'm in this movie. Yeah, they felt a vibration. It was a bad vibration. <laughs> I'm taking up bad vibrations. Check that out. Okay, George. <laughs> All right. Talking about bad vibrations. Now, the guy who wrote this screenplay... He wrote Forrest Gump. Good for him. Yeah. Won an Academy Award for it. Yeah. JJ's high again, see? Yeah. Now, turn it on. He's hearing the worst music ever. (laughs) 
Honestly, Jimmy's not even bothered to pretend to play. Right, his fingers stay still. You know, he moves like... You're right, he's not a saxophone player in real life. It's Saturday Night Live! (laughs) Now watch what happens to the floor. Crack. Crack! Oh, no. He must have had a really good performance. Aren't you the the wife of the producer of this movie? Hey, come on. I'm a serious actor. <laughs> so your character is not going to die in the end. Yeah, that's right. She's Austrian. And Eddie's going, gremlins. <laughs> oh, no. There's nothing worse than having gremlins on the plane. The only thing I think that lady, you would know her. Okay, she was in Lady Chatterley's Lover 2, uh, but not as a oh, sexy, sexy girl. They made a she sequel to, <laughs> to... that? Oh, yeah, Lady Chatterley's Lover. I thought there was a sequel, the way you, you said. Number two. Mm-hmm. There was Lady Chatterley's Lovers 2? The yeah, Lovers. Yeah, in 85. And she was in Reform School Girls. And oh, I, which I've probably seen back in the day. In 2007, she was in Halloween as a nurse. So maybe that's... Huh. I don't know. Is that H2O? I don't remember. <laughs> Do you remember, like, the sequels are so ridiculous. It was like, well, they try to keep the story going, right? So the first one it happened. It looks like Paul Newman. Yeah. Now he doesn't. They tried to keep the story going, so. Okay, so you had Halloween, right? And then Halloween 2 is, like, basically the next day. And then Halloween 3 was an anthology. He was going to make a movie, various Halloween horror movies under the moniker Halloween. So it was mm-hmm. about that creepy mask. 4 goes back to the story of Mike, Michael Myers. And then 5 and 6 are just like Loomis, revenge, the revenge of Loomis. You know, and it was mm-hmm. Donald Pleasance running around. And there was a young woman who was also in those movies. And then like in the 90s, it was 20 years after the movie came out. So they called the movie yep. H2O because it was the 20th yeah. anniversary of Halloween. So yep. fucking ridiculous. So labored, those those initials. <laughs> and there was the new one, right? Yeah, I saw that. My friend uh, Colin Mahan does, is in that movie. He's the voice of Dr. Loomis. He does uh-huh. such an uncanny Donald Pleasant's impression. He actually got hired for this movie to do the voice of uh, of Donald Pleasant's character. That's pretty cool. That's really cool. Although I want to say, like, I saw Halloween. I didn't see you in it. Yeah, right. Yeah. Your voice. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I I I thought that Hall- the latest Halloween movie was very scary. I mean, have you seen Jamie Lee Curtis? Oh, oh, unstoppable. <laughs> oh, there goes the luggage. Joint, 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 joint. Yep. The doors are getting blown off. If I worked at an airline, I'd be cheering for this scene. Fuck you, passengers. <laughs> now everyone, it's their third time going, ah, oh, what the hell? Yeah, but, Holy this, cow. but they actually have a huge gaping hole this time. They're not rolling, pulling around. So Nose they're putting dive. on the air masks again, the oxygen masks. And Which is I not needed. Segment, I, it's, it just, it, look how he's going straight down. It just says that from 50,000 feet to 30,000 feet, the oxygen would run out, so it was pointless to have it. Well, there must be a certain point where uh, they, they, they're in an altitude where they could use it, right? I mean, where uh, they cannot breathe, where they can breathe, and that's yeah. 14,000 feet. Like, you see those people, at the, they're going out the parachute, the doors are open, you can breathe. Okay, well, they're at, what, 1,100 feet right now? 
The parachute people are about 1,400 feet. Wow, look at that. He's going to go. Wow. I was, I was going to say, so, like... See, they can take the masks off because they're down low enough now. Right. And they're in Russia, right? They are in... They're going over the Swiss Alps for uh. some reason. They should be on their way to Russia, yeah. Huh. This is the only disaster movie to spawn its own franchise, the internet claims. Oh, you, I guess that's true. Well, wait, hang on a sec. Let's figure this out. Because you talk about the classic movies. There was no Poseidon Adventure 2. There was a remake, Poseidon in 2000. There was a remake. It was Towering Inferno. There was no sequel. There must have been like... Yeah, I guess you're right. Airport, Airport 575, well, 77. Well, okay, but this is a franchise. Like there were... Okay, Poseidon Adventure had beyond the Poseidon Adventure. Right. It was a sequel, and it was released the same time as this. Oh, you know what? Let me check YouTube. Beyond the Poseidon Adventure is available. And then the year before is when time ran out, uh, another disaster movie, and the Internet claims that killed the, the, the disaster craze of the 70s. Oh no! It was I mean, the swarm. It was the bees. swarm. You ever see the swarm with the bees? Oh sure, there was. I think the internet's wrong. I mean, we saw 2012, and we saw um, there was one with um, an earthquake in Los Angeles, and that was uh, uh, the Rock was in it. Oh well, no, no, that was in Cal. That was that was Northern California. That was uh, San Andreas. Uh-huh. Uh-huh, San Andreas fall. Yeah, no, he walks around. I knew somebody was behind it. It was like this real tacky moment where he's walking around like a wrecked San Francisco, and he has this little white boy with him, and the boy's reading from uh-huh. like a tourist guy. He says, well, they call this area Knob Hill. <laughs> oh. So beside, Beyond the Poseidon Adventure is available for to rent for purchase. Uh, and Michael Caine's in it. No, not uh, for us to... No. Okay, so since we're talking San Andreas Fault, it just reminded me of something. One time it was perfect. I was the host at this place called Rivara's, and there was a comedian called and- Andreas Laszlo, right? And there was an earthquake in California on the news that morning. So I said, the next person coming up is the responsible for the earthquake in California. It's... San Andreas. It's, it's Andreas Fault. <laughs> Andreas Laszlo. That, that's good. Well, it didn't get as huge a laugh as I wanted. I was like, fuck, that was perfect. And she's like, it why'd you tell that awful the- joke? Oh. Why'd you bring me up after killing the room energy? You're the worst host. Right now, John is like, will you marry me? And they, they get married. They say their vows. And then the one who's against them, you know, the, the, the Russian gym coach goes, God bless you both. And like, ah. She's behind it. She's behind them now. Listen, before we die, there's one thing I want to say. Orson Welles said I was the best radio actress <laughs> he's ever worked with. Living. She said living. Living. She oh, well, living. She's only if got a couple more minutes to, to brag about that. Okay, so they've radioed back to, uh, I don't know, the air traffic control and said, we're breaking up, we're breaking up. And then they said, okay, we've dispatched out the Mounties. And they have made like a fake air runway in the Alps. You can land <laughs> so there ridiculous. and they'll rescue you. 
And I've seen this movie three times. It's yes. Work. And <laughs> Carl, apparently, yeah. one of the rescuers is Ed Begley Jr. What the fuck? Really? I he never showed... can see him. Every time I watch for him. You yeah, don't see him. He's one of these people here. He's rescuer number one. Didn't we watch a movie where he also shows up and is impossible to find? Yeah. Yeah. You see, they're making a fake. Okay. Is that him there? I don't know. The guy's wearing goggles. Right. That's what I mean. Like, I think it is. It is. Yeah. I watch for him every time. No, look at that blonde hair and he's tall. That He has like Ed Begley Jr. 70s hair. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. What's he doing in the Alps? <laughs> Maybe it's not the Alps. Maybe this is somewhere out like in California where there's snow. I am so fucking tired, says George Kennedy in the cockpit. We had a nice sleepy. He was with the prostitute. Yeah, right. That's the, the last one when he fucks with a prostitute. Good night. Our Concord is the seventh one built. Is that interesting? Yeah, no, it is interesting. They didn't. They. I was looking at that popular mechanics. They said like maybe they built forty and seven were never used. I. I did read that article. I. Okay, right now on the plane, Robert Wagner is like watching. The re- you know, his, pl- his third plot is failing now. They're going to land successfully and safely. And he's just like Darth Vader, you know, as you uh-huh. know. He's very upset. Dun, 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 dun. Okay, so I made a mistake. I told you that the 2003 plane crash that killed the company was from something on the runway, but it isn't. That was this plane's crash. Huh. Um a metallic strip on the runway had fallen from the Continental D- Airline DC-10 that had taken off minutes earlier, punctured a tire on the Concorde's left main wheel, rupturing a fuel tank, leaking c- fuel, caught fire, the plane lost power, 107 people. Boom. Wow. This, this plane we're watching right now is gone. Wow, that's nuts. This won the Stinker Award. Yeah, well, I mean, I first heard about this movie from the Golden Turkey Awards, and I also yeah. know that Razzies love this movie as a, a good example. One of the most, a hundred most enjoyable bad movies claims the Razzie. Yeah, that, need, that list needs to be updated. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, it's, you know, they're not wrong. This definitely is a kind of, it's an enjoyable romp of, of death. Yeah. Waggy. Waggy. Come on, Robert Wagner. Okay, there's there's the makeshift runway. Let's see if they can make it. Yeah, Ed Begley Jr. was out there with the with the <laughs> snowblower. He always shows up like in the late seventies, early eighties as like a cop, or you know, he's in Buddy Buddy. The and mm-hmm. he'll be like a CIA or FBI agent. Like, <laughs> that was his back that was, then. That yeah. was his lot in life. I think he has a. Okay, there they go. See. Yeah. Safe again, landing safely. I mean, it's not over yet, but see, I think the trailer made it look like they landed in literally in the Olympics. Like I just assumed <laughs> really? this is where they were like going to ski. Yeah. Oh, gross! All the snow's going in the cockpit. They would be dead. Yeah. They would be dead. It'd be so cold. So cold. They made it. Hey. They made it. Here's like Bigley Junior. So now our movie's not over because oh. always in Act Three you have one final contest that you weren't counting on. 
and that'll be the plane's going to blow up. Now, look, this guy's trying to freak out and get out of the plane. And everyone's like, ah, out of here, out of here. Right. But then the captain shows up and goes, hey, don't be jerks. Are we animals? Everyone take your seats. Maybe you should listen to it. He gets real mad. Here we go. Here you go. You want to get out of here safely, then sit down. I can't hear it. Sit down. If you want to get out of here safely, then sit down. Sit yeah. down. George Kennedy. I mean, like, George Kennedy stood up. That took a lot of effort. <laughs> With his weight, you bet. He's like, are you all right, stupid? Yes, yes. Oh, man. Well, aren't There's they going to have... Ed, Ed, Ed Jr. Ed, is breaking in. Yep. Chopping through. So is there like a final confrontation between Wagner and like Kennedy or Wagner and the and the journalist? You'll see, you'll yeah. see. Not in Kennedy. Kennedy's ignorant. You mean Blakely, Susan Blakely. Yeah, I guess like, well, they would there have... She is. Doesn't she fight him at the end? Like, oh, you you'll ruined see. my plans. What's you'll it? see, you'll see. Final battle. Here, here's a ladder. <laughs> now they're one at a time getting out. Oh, they are really buried in snow. And now Robert Wagner's hearing the audio of the rescue, but there's the smell of gasoline everywhere or jet fuel. And well, so he's gonna Wagner's be... like, hmm, maybe the plane will blow up and it'll burn up the documents and Susan will die. Yeah, because it takes a lot of gas. It has a lot of gas in there, right? The plane, uh, Concord Susan's has... running back right now. Let me get my documents, my oh, documents. Right. And they're like, Susan, come on. Susan, you should have faxed them an hour ago. Yeah. Don't worry about a plot point at a time like this. The MacGuffin. I got to take the MacGuffin. What's you know, that? So that was a term that Alfred Hitchcock used. It was like some oh. bullshit item to get the story going. Like they have to go, mm-hmm. like all, you know, like uh, the mother boxes or like, you know, they have to get the five infinity stones. It's just the, whatever reason yeah. to get the plot going. And that's the MacGuffin. So right now we're hearing uh, Susan Blakely report on what's going on and say that she's going to have a special expose you won't want to miss. Look what Robert does. He missed. He shot a gun at the TV, and the TV didn't break. <laughs> even Elvis... He shot it backwards, you dummy. Yeah, even Elvis could shoot a fucking TV set. What's wrong with you? So he knew he was going to get caught, and the gig was... The jig was up? The gig was up, so he just killed himself. The jig is up. No, the gig... Now I don't know. It's a the jig, jig. The jig is up. I don't know. The gig is up. Now, oftentimes, the G and the J, people like have their opinion. So maybe when they say the jig is up, they mean the same thing. Right. They meant to say the gig is up. You see the, yeah, there goes the Concorde, dead. Fire. It's obviously a model because they did not blow up the Concorde. No, they it did went that. On to, yeah, it went to blow itself up years later. <laughs> Now, look, it's the end of the film, so they're just saying, I don't know, they're showing it again, like that magnificent bird in the sky. Right. Oh, so wait, that's it? This is how the movie ends? It's just a shot of the plane? There's no, like, I love you, I know type of shit? Yeah, there we go. Nope. Ed Begley Jr. Ed Begley Jr. first. Why would they list him at all? Well, no, I mean... They don't put Harry Shearer. They don't put Harry Shearer. 
he must have just nope. got paid money. They needed they needed some voice talent, and he was a voice talent, and he did it. Yeah, he was available. Do you think he like? There's a reason, a story behind it. Huh. Well, that's it. The Concord. Oh, that happened. Yeah. Airport 79. Back when sequels had the year of release on their titles. Carl, what did you think of it the Concord? It is one weird thing about the. I didn't. I I enjoyed it for your show. Oh, right. It was not a good film. I love how lots you lots to talk about, lots of interesting stuff, but what a clunker! What about you? Uh, I don't know. I, I honestly like it is enjoyable, but it, it also is so like half-assed. Like I don't, yeah. yeah. Like they the just plot doesn't make sense. It's silly by this point. Like it was silly to have a sequel to Airport because the second time it's going to happen. And then they had a third time it happens. And then the fourth time, they're like, it's a fancy plane. And yep. it's, yeah, I just don't know how the airports would like rightfully hire that guy. Right. You know. Well, uh, next week's movie is from the 1970s. It is a 1975 sex comedy anthology called Foreplay, even though there's only three segments. It's three different stories. And it is uh, interspersed with Professor Erwin Corey. Ah, interesting. Play, spell foreplay. F-O-R-E, play. Oh. Well, it's from, just regular foreplay. I, I looked it up on IMDb. Uh, the producers did not like the fourth segment, so they never filmed it, and they just had Erin Cohen uh, uh, riff uh, to take the place. So it was supposed to be four stories about sex, foreplay, but then it was actually three. 1973. 75. Okay. Didn't they, they didn't rename it to three play? Get <laughs> no. it? Get or three way. I would call it three way. Three way. Three way. That's yeah. a good one, Mike. Yeah. This, Why uh, weren't you in that boardroom? I know. Where was I in 75? I was just a kid. <laughs> yeah. I should have called numbers on it. Well, that would be our movie. Were you movie. born in? At 68. When were you born? 68, 50 years ago. So you were seven? Yeah. With that cigar chomping Spiegelman? Yeah, right. I was like, listen, see, we got to make a movie, see? Oh, well, so that's our movie. It's a, a sex comedy if you want to watch it during the week and get yourself prepared because we are going to talk over Ern Corey. You know, I'll play some of him, but I also found a movie called Visions of Eight, which is uh, 1972 Winter uh, Olympics. The Olympics shot by eight different directors, and there's barely any uh-huh. dialogue. I was going to do that picture, but, you know, it's, it would be like us doing Empire State by Andy Kaufman, Andy Warhol. It would just be, we would have nothing to talk about after a while. Gotcha. But if our listeners are interested, I would definitely check out Visions of Eight. It's a film recommendation. It's a very strange film, and the version is in German, but it's just shots of the, uh, they don't even talk about, uh, the. it wasn't like Israelis got like shot or something during that? Anyway. Well, there was. The Palestinians uh, captured some athletes. Yes, that's right. And the Israeli athletes and the um, uh, the Germans did a very bad job of of trying to rescue them. It was a big mess, and that was one of the first times, aside from the assassination of Robert Kennedy, that was one of the first times like Palestinians brought notoriety to their I hear cause you. against the Israelis. Apparently the movie doesn't even touch on that. They barely touch on it, but it's mostly just the Weird. Yeah. That talk about missing the... Uh, yeah, you had an opportunity to make a documentary about something that's present, and they're like, no, we want to do more about the Olympic spirit. So Visions of Eight, I recommend just checking it out. Carl and I 
we're, we're just two people. We can't riff that fucking Olympic footage for two <laughs> hours. But we're definitely going to watch Foreplay next week. So we would love for you to keep subscribing to L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Keep listening. Uh, stream us live at muniradio.fm on Sundays at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Donate to Muni Radio. Check out yeah. carlsucks.com, which is an offshoot right. of carl.sucks. Carl, any big shows you want to promote? Uh, I am not really, but I am right now going to get in the car and go to the Grand Saloon in Clifton Ooh. in 10 minutes. Nice. Oh, so, 10 minutes, but too. carl.sucks. All right, check it out. I am going to run off to Kavika's Ocean Beach Deli to do my monthly end of the last Sunday of the month uh, comedy showcase yeah. at this delightful little deli in Ocean Beach. So if you're in San Francisco, I'd love to see you one of these Sundays. And audience, I'd love to hear from you. Uh, give us feedback, and we'd love to have you back next week. Agree. Agree. All right, thank you so much, Carl. Thank you so much. Thank you. See you soon. See you soon. Audience, Bye. see you soon. Bye. Swimming through a sea of podcasts. Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutinyradio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutinyradio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shitface McRat. <laughs> Asiento, take a seat at Asiento on 21st and Bryant. Meet friends for a drink, have delicious tapas, and a relaxed community atmosphere. Asiento, honestly, is a wonderful place. They have incredible bartenders and board games all over the walls. Trivia on Mondays, Taco Tuesdays, First Wednesday, live jazz, live DJs Thursday, parties. The food is darn good special happy hour prices all night long with your mutiny radio comedy festival ticket march 1st through 5th check out the schedule at www.asientosf.com come take a seat i had a date there and it did not go well but it wasn't the fault of the place they're very nice asiento
Hungry for a burger? Mutiny Radio thinks you'll find the best burger in San Francisco at Counter Offer, located inside Bender's Bar and Grill. Counter Offer's menu aims to please your drunk face. Tater tots are served daily. On Tuesday nights, Counter Offer serves specials off the Taco Bell menu, only better. You can enjoy your favorite Taco Bell item without the guilt. Counter Offer uses only fresh ingredients and never store-bought shit. Special ingredients are made from scratch daily, including beans, ketchup, mustard, habanero sauce, and ranch dressing. Counter Offer even serves vegan mac and cheese. All of this great food is served 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily and until 11 p.m. on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Counter Offer is located inside Bender's Bar and Grill at 806 South Van S. Be sure to tell them Mutiny sent you. Counter Offer, baby. Everybody should listen to Mutiny Radio at Mutiny Radio. 